I really believe everyone has something to offer and kind of to learn from. But, you know, you, you can't really take all of them because there are some parts that you're like, I wish you didn't do this. But at the same <laughs> time, yep, you're yep. like, yes, you're an anti-Semite, but damn, you invented like this really cool thing. Yeah. Hello. Gladys here. And welcome to the Knuckleball Podcast, where each episode... I'll sit down with a stranger or a friend and we'll get to know each other. No scripts, no nothing. Just two people having a free-flowing conversation with no agenda. Yeah, I I feel like we don't really do that enough and and um it's it's nice, you know, to put your phone away and just be there with someone. This podcast is cozy, it's light, and not going to lie, sometimes it does get heavy and it can get introspective but most importantly it's human and and, you know I think one of my friends once told me that it's almost as if it feels like having two friends in your ears and I think that is a really neat way to describe this podcast so there you go Thank you for giving this podcast a chance. I really hope that it brings a little bit of joy to your day and and makes your day a little bit better. If it does, please leave a nice rating and review. It'll really help the show. And I would love to hear from you. So please send me a DM uh, on Instagram at knuckleballpodcast or send me an email at theknuckleballpodcast at gmail.com. The knuckleball podcast (laughs) all right that's it on to the episode bye-bye hey tim hello hello Hello. How's it going? Um, I'm having a great day. <laughs> having a great week, actually. Thank you awesome. for asking yourself. I'm pretty good. Uh, sorry, I, I came a little bit late. Um, I was on my way from the library and, and I realized it was like 1129. Um, <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, thank you for being here. Tim, you're actually the first person from Craigslist that is like not a creep and, <laughs> and actually oh, I know, showed I know up what you're talking about yeah yeah i get a lot of that as well that's so funny i'm always curious about this when was the last time that you uh sat down with a stranger and just just talk with them you know that that's a heck of a question that's um <laughs> it's, it's been a while i i've reached out and uh maybe about two years or so oh wow okay that that's pretty long i mean you know, if I didn't have this little platform, um, I think the last time was probably a couple of years ago, to be honest. Well, I'm talking about like something similar to this, like a stranger, stranger, not somebody. So I'm a nurse. so I have to talk to strangers all the time. So excluding those kinds of, kind of conversations. Yeah. That is. <laughs> oh, you're a nurse. That's cool. Usually before I start these conversations, I like to think like, hey, you know, like what's a good conversation starter I can think of? And I actually wanted to ask you, what makes a good day or like a great day for you or a great week? Well, uh, I just happen to be on, uh, I guess, a staycation would be a good word for it from work right now. 
and uh, focusing a lot on myself and, uh, and family. Um, I recently started volunteering at a local animal shelter. And I got to tell you, it's more effective for my blood pressure hanging out with these little um, animals at the shelter than any medication I've ever been on. Oh, wow. There is something magical about being around animals, I feel. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, was that like a are you a big volunteering guy or this was kind of um, out of the blue? Yeah, I, I guess it was kind of a, I've done some um, some volunteer work in the, in the past. Uh, this I just kind of felt um felt passionate about giving something like this a try, like I had something to give. And it was it, it was difficult to actually get through the door of any of these places. I started the process around the time COVID started, and mostly all the places um, I I uh, filled out an application virtually every uh, local animal shelter, and most of them said we're not hiring people right now because of COVID and whatnot. Finally, about a year ago, one of them got back to me said, "You're still interested." Let us know. I said, yeah, I'm still interested. Started the process, how to do um, interview and um, drug testing and and the uh, background check. All this stuff. Just to be a volunteer. Wow, that process. Yeah, it sounds way harder to volunteer than to actually get a job. Because I I do <laughs> I not remember so. jumping through so many hoops <laughs> when I was like recruiting. Um, if you don't mind me asking, so I'm guessing you're based in New York. I'm actually uh, in New Jersey, right? You know, on the border of New York. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I, I go to Jersey City um, a bunch because one of my close friends uh, live there. But um, if you don't mind me asking, like, which shelter do you go to? Because I'm also on the lookout for volunteering stuff. And yeah, pe- people have been kind of rejecting me left and right. I, I, I don't have that persistence <laughs> that, uh, that you had. <laughs> there's, there's a couple uh, in the air. I'm not sure if um, what, what their status is. Uh, I volunteer at the Bergen County the shelter myself. Okay. Which is relatively close to where I live. It's a very drivable distance. Right. Do you, do you have any pets? I don't right now. I, I've had many pets in the past, but um, that was one of the reasons uh, uh, I felt that this might be a good thing for me, is that I don't have pets at the moment, and uh, my me getting another pet situation is a bit fuzzy, so I figured I'd give this a try. Yeah. I, yeah I, I've actually never considered like animal shelters, um, I think the most I've done was nursing homes and uh, and then helping um, what do you call it like ex convicts uh, with employment stuff. So so the the I was always involved with people, but not much with animals. But I guess for you because <laughs> you're a nurse, uh, you work with people a whole lot, and I don't know, like uh, having having um, animals around you is kind of a, a good change. I feel. Yeah, and, and the population you're talking about, um, you know, uh, as a nurse, I, I've worked with those populations a lot myself. I've, I've worked inside nursing homes and jails and prisons and uh, all sorts of places. Yeah. Ha- have you met any kind of interesting people? Oh, definitely. Um, <laughs> especially the, the places, I, the correctional institutes I've worked at. You know, there's a lot of whole, high profile people that come in and out of those places. Of course, I don't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, patient privacy and whatnot. But you do get to kind of meet these people that you kind of uh, read about on the news every now and then. To say like a jail environment, you know, jail is different than prison. A lot of people don't, don't realize. You know, jail is more of a temporary thing, a short-term thing. And some people come in for not paying traffic tickets or something like that. Or just a one night, somebody, you know, called the police and they end up doing an overnight in jail. 
kind of thing. You get those people, then you get you know the other end of the spectrum. People who are probably going to spend the rest of their lives incarcerated and everything in between. I feel like for somebody who wants to be a nurse and and you know works in all these kinds of places, it takes a lot of empathy, which is so hard to come by. <laughs> Um, I, I would agree. Uh, and when you um, survey nursing students, this question is often asked, you know, what characteristics do you think will make a good nurse? Empathy and sympathy are always like on the top of everyone's list. Um, I look at it uh, the way I look at things like uh, other big things like marriage, having children, uh, being in a long-term relationship. You have to want to make it work or else it's not going to work. because there, There's going to be hiccups. There's going to be problems along the way. And if you don't have that motivation to, to, you know, to persist through those things, it's just not going to work. Yeah, no, totally. Were, were you always like that? Because I know some people, they had to actively build, you know, the, these kinds of like, like emp- kind of soft skills almost like empathy and, you know, how to how to be compassionate with people and th- things of that nature. Were you, were you always like that or? I want to say I was always like that. Um, <laughs> I know when I was younger, my father always pushed me to become a nurse. He thought I'd be good at it, but I never had interest when I was, you know, college age or so. But years later, you know, I, I, that just things in my life started guiding me towards that process. Became much more open-minded, understanding, and you know, inquisitive. And I look look things up, and yeah, then I started the guy that started to guide me towards that career path. Yeah, I think social work is something that I've I've always wanted to get into, but um you know, coming from like an Asian background, like my parents were always like, you have to be financially stable and all all that stuff. And so kind of put that on the back burner for a little bit. Um, But yeah, if you don't mind me asking, are you, is your ethnicity, you know, Filipino? Uh, That's a good guess. Um, I feel like people are always going to misconstrue, but yeah. Yeah. I've I've been, um, you know, when I ask people to guess, I've heard guesses from all over the world. Uh, the, the most accurate way for me to put it is uh, my, my father is Indonesian oh. and my mother is mixed white. I see. Uh, and so I actually recently met somebody with basically the same pattern that, that I have, except it's, it's the opposite. And we're, I, call, I call him my doppelganger. We're like best friends now. I, I actually don't know. my. It, it's funny because I'm from Singapore. So, you know, you know, Singapore and Indonesia kind of close. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, definitely. I've been there. Beautiful place. Too. Yeah. Thank you. I, I actually planning to maybe go home a little bit, um, you know, as soon, hopefully, if the ticket prices would just go down. <laughs> I just <laughs> Well, like the whole airline industry right now is in, the, you know, big up. Shambles. Kind of yeah. Yeah. But interesting. So I don't actually know a lot about Indonesian culture. I feel like I, I know a little bit more. I have more friends like of a Filipino background, kind of Malaysian. What is like Indonesian culture? Because I feel like nursing, is it something that you guys push a lot for? Um, I don't really know, you know too much about Indonesian culture. To be honest, my father is Indonesian. Um, I grew up with my, you know, my mother and you know, her family. My father was the, the outlier in the household. And, you know, I, I basically, I grew up on it. Uh, I thought I was white until I was about nine years old. Or so. <laughs> People will ask me, you know, what's your ethnicity? I would tell them white, and I didn't understand why they didn't accept that as an answer kind of thing. I've been there a couple of times, and, and again, I'm not one to talk, but it, yeah. it has the highest Muslim population in the world. A lot of people don't, don't know that. Um, so it's a very Muslim country, but there, there's a large Christian population, minority there. And it's kind of like where the Chinese go to retire, there's a large Chinese population go to Indonesia. But you look back to its roots, it was um, earlier called the Dutch East Indies, so it has a lot of 
uh, European culture mixed in with um, with the Indonesian culture. So you know you have certain countries drive on one side of the street versus the other because of their their history. Indonesia is like that. A lot of big Western influence yeah. uh, in Indonesia. Yeah. So you look at their weddings; they they look almost the same as, as our wedding, probably just a lot bigger. <laughs> My father. His second marriage in Indonesia had a thousand people at, at the wedding. Oh my God, Jesus! Yeah. Um, I I do remember I I had a Filipino friend and uh, yeah his his family is just massive and he also told me like that's kind of how it is for Indonesian families and <laughs> as well I guess it, they're kind of similar in that way. Um, that's cool. Which, yeah, my father. Yeah. I think 12, 13 siblings he has, oh my and that's kind of normal back there. Yeah, just massive. Um, wait, sorry. So you lived in New Jersey kind of your whole life? Yeah, um, a little, I scattered a little bit in New Jersey, but mostly this area you know, near the uh, near New York, uh, near yeah. uh, the Hudson River. Basically, basically my oh, whole nice. life. Nice, awesome. So New Yorkers don't like to admit it, but this area of New Jersey, it, it, it really is a suburb of of New York. It's almost uh, identical you know, to the outer boroughs, and uh, it also has the highest population in, density in the country by far. I did not know that for New Jersey. Yeah, you look. Yeah, well, you look up to the specific cities, and it's number one is is Dunbar, which is a tiny town near where I live, and it has no big parks. It has a couple big skyscraper apartment buildings, and yeah, that is the number one in the country. Then you have also West New York and Union City, and New York City are all like right there within within the top five. I see. So living there for a while, because I I realized this was kind of something I felt when I was in Singapore. It's like city life is like it's my thing but i've been trying more actively to get out into the woods a bit more because jesus like because of COVID, it was so suffocating to just like be in a city for so long yeah i, I hear you a lot of people struggle with that you know when when you can go out and uh go to the park and explore a little bit it doesn't yeah. really matter that much that you live in a tiny apartment kind of thing. But with COVID, when everyone is stuck at home <laughs> and they tell you, don't go outside unless you have to. Yeah, the, the tiny apartment gets very fast with the big family, especially. Yeah. The, have you been finding kind of little, I guess as a nurse, your hours are kind of hectic and all over the place. Um, but have you managed to find some pockets of time to find a little, I don't know if you're comfortable like in, in solitude. I know some people aren't. <laughs> But um, but but yeah, have you found little pockets where you know you can just like relax and and um get away from busyness for a bit? Yeah, yeah, you have to work at it. Um, so you you find the time when when you can. And I have a couple of children, including a little one. When she sees me around, like you know, Daddy, I want to play. Like I can't <laughs> exactly spend a lot of time in solitude so like, in that kind of situation. Yeah, but you, you take it, you know, where and how you can get it. I, I like going on like. Uh, on long drives, for instance, uh, I don't work particularly close to my house, so I almost kind of consider that my my alone time. Oh, do you, do you listen to anything on the way, or is it just really with your thoughts? Um, sometimes with my thoughts, I like to listen to podcasts, uh, like your podcast, for instance. But um, I find, especially more recently, that listening to people talking tends to, you know, put me to sleep, and you can't have that <laughs> behind the wheel, you know. So then I'm kind of forced to put on some music to kind of keep me awake kind of thing. I do much prefer to listen to podcasts or, or other kinds of material, like uh, with people talking, conversing in interesting ways. Yeah, I, I totally get it. It's, it's funny you mentioned that. So on my walk to the to the library just now, I was listening. I don't know if you've heard of this podcast called No Such Thing as a Fish. 
um, which yeah. is like very British. Well, it's literally, you know, it's, okay. it's four people riffing off of um, fun facts. So every person has to bring in a fun fact and then th- they would just kind of uh, go off of that and, and make a ton of jokes. And it's just it's very light, you know, and, and I feel like I, I need that more <laughs> in my life. That sounds interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to. Yeah. I don't know if you're own. into British humor, but, you know, if you are. Oh, definitely. definitely. <laughs> I like Monty Python, you know, who fine is it anyway. Uh, I, I love those, those kinds of uh, things. I always admire, a lot of admire about the British, really. Um. Yeah, I, I actually do work with a, with a couple British people and they're, it, they're always so funny. Like just, I, I hate to make that their identity, but um, they they are very quick with their words. Well, it, I find it interesting some places that are otherwise um very, very um like small population like Canada. There's a lot of comedians come out of uh, come out of Canada. Yeah, I think it has to do with uh, the the um just the atmosphere and the um. And like, like the weather, if it keeps up all, all day, every day, <laughs> kind of thinking a lot as opposed to going out. That makes so much sense. <laughs> oh, I, I like the little house tour. I'm kind of just oh, nice. observing. Like, you're, I love how you're walking around. I feel bad. Like, do you want to put your, it seems like you're on a phone. Would you like to put that yeah. on a stand or something? Um, kind of holding I, it up. I think I'm, I, think, I think I'm better off this way, to be honest. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that's cool. I shoot. I was gonna ask something. Oh, um, so we've only been talking for like I don't know 10, 15 minutes, but I get the sense that you're someone who is trying to work on himself. Oh, definitely, uh, definitely. I wish I can work on myself more. Um, but you know, life happens, kind of thing. Yeah, Uh, I have a subscription to, um, what do you call it? Uh. Uh, it's my daughter. Oh, <laughs> hi. Uh, I have a subscription to um, a couple of lifelong learner kinds of um, internet things where I can look up videos and stuff uh, like Masterclass. I forget the exact one, uh, the, the couple that I'm subscribed to. Um, and uh, I'm actively trying to learn a new language, two of them actually. I just can't quite put it all together. <laughs> yeah, w- which ones? Well, um, my uh, family is a, a lot of Hispanic, a lot of Spanish people in my family, you know, through marriage. So I'm trying to learn Spanish. My children speak better Spanish than I do, <laughs> to be honest. And, and um, I've always been intrigued by sign language. And somehow I picked up sign language so much easier than, than any kind of spoken language uh, for, for some reason. Any, any reasons why, why um, you connect with sign language a little bit better? I don't know. Maybe it's because it's a lot more visual. Yeah. Uh, I w- I feel like it's it's more like intuitive almost. Well, actually, maybe not. Yeah. But um, well, plus, like it's uh, it has to be um pretty simplistic compared to uh, you know the other languages that have very advanced grammar that's developed over you know decades and centuries. Sign language is relatively new. Again, I'm not an expert on these kinds of no, things. No, but you're talk trying. About it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm trying. Yeah. Oh, what what's your what's your girl's name? This is Alana. Hi. Hi, Alana. <laughs> nice to meet I guess you. I feeling a little shy, yeah. I was Aww. alone about five minutes ago. So. That's okay. Should we, should we ask her a couple questions? <laughs> I don't think she's going to answer. You want to say hi, Alana? Nope, there no. There you go. So Aww, that, that's that's okay. Yeah, I, I was a, a big introvert when I was a kid, too. <laughs> I get it. Oh, uh, yeah. I have my, my, my other one is very much like that, yeah. Oh, do, do they take after you? 
Um, the other one, the the boy, uh, definitely yes. I I, I call him uh, my mini me, my little phone <laughs> of me. People who 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 known me all my life. I have like you know one or two friends, lifelong friends that know me since I was very young, and of course my family. They all say like he's all his even not only the way he looks, but his mannerisms, the way he moves. Wow, uh, it is very much like me and. And to me, uh, uh, his personality-wise, I think he's everything I was, but kind of on steroids. You know, I, um, <laughs> I was, I was kind, of, I was like really smart to my age. I think he's actually been tested. He's very smart. He's probably smarter than I was at his age. Um, wow. But you know, I, I, I like being alone. This kid loves being <laughs> alone, kind of thing. Uh, again, just basically everything I was, but to like you know, an ump degree, I guess. but like, yeah, like extreme <laughs> version, yeah, exactly. Yep, where I was at like a nine, he's more like, like an 11 on certain things. That's so funny. Um, wait, how, how were you like as a kid? Were you, were you like more introverted? Uh, no, not, not, not really. You know, I, I had my moments, you know, little periods I, I went through, but um, uh, I, I love making friends. Um, but there's also that whole clicky thing, you know, when you in, live in a very diverse neighborhood, you have, you know, uh, especially people who, who share a language. You have, you know, Spanish-speaking people at lunchtime go hang out in this area. And then, you know, the, um, the Asian people, you know, speak, go hanging out in that area. I was always a part of the leftover group, <laughs> wherever, <laughs> wherever I went. And, uh, and, and I embrace that. Uh, you know, wherever I can make friends, I'm, I'm grateful for. That's awesome. Yeah, I- I think even for me, you know, I'm 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 26, like, but I but I always see myself as kind of like a a floater of of some kind. Yeah, yeah, that's a good word for. Yeah, I I mean, I I did have like my standard group of friends and stuff, but um, you know how it people like to be exclusive. I I don't really vibe with that, and I like to just yeah. kind of hit up random people. I I mean, that's why that's why you're here. Like, I I just like to meet new people and stuff. Well, I've been trying to meet new people for years. I find that it's kind of hard, uh, you know, when you're middle age to reach out just to try to meet strangers. It's um, it takes some effort, yeah. especially you know, as a guy, because in my experience, you tend to get the benefit of the doubt if you're a woman as opposed to a guy. People you know, question your intention. No, I I totally get it. I mean, you guys do get the short end of the stick. <laughs> most of the a very time. general big generalization I, I i admit that yeah i mean um yeah I, like i mentioned before you know you're you're one of the very few kind of non-weird people i mean weird in the sense of like i had you know i put i put that post on craigslist and and i did get back some of them that was like yeah i'll be interested also are you interested in dating and like <laughs> i like to do this and that i'm like oh no <laughs> there's so much coded messages yeah i i i love the a whim. I made a Facebook post not long ago, maybe about a month ago, reaching out for people who might be interested in doing specific things together. And I was specific to things like chess or movies or board games, and the vast majority of responses I got. And I put it on my on my subsection. It's like, I, do not contact me for this, this, or this. Like, <laughs> no, no, no romance or sexual relation, nothing like that. And that's most of what I got. Because people automatically ignore that and think the opposite. Uh, and that's the, that's the way the internet is. Um, I hear the same thing on Tinder for you know, girls or, or guys who say, hey, I'm not interested in this. That's exactly what, you know, they are interested in. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Oh. So people just kind of automatically go the opposite direction on that. Yeah, I, I like that you have kind of like a set boundaries for yeah. you know, for what you're looking for. Um, well, now, now I'm kind of curious. Are you, because 
mostly I talk to people on Reddit. Are you there a lot or is it just like kind of Craigslist or you bounce around? Oh, no, I'm definitely a Redditor. I, I enjoy um, learning uh, from all sources. I think there's value in, in all sources. So I read what's going on on Reddit, you know, which is really the front page of the internet. I think it lives up yeah. to that title. Um, Craigslist is, is old school. Craigslist existed before, you know, the internet. So that's kind of, um, and, and I've been using the internet since, you know, long, like before AOL was even popular kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so old school people like me still you know, like to use Craigslist. There's, uh, but I, you know, of course there's mainstream media, there's, there's blogs and podcasts. I like to get my information from, from everywhere. Just kind of get a, a little touch to see what's going on uh, in the world. I really like your vibe, Tim, and, and that like you're very you're a very curious person. Um, yes. And you actually like go out of your way to learn. And yeah, I think that's that's really cool. Yeah, I've, I've always been like that. My son is, is very much the same. He, he loves he loves to learn. I, yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a mom, but um, I, I always imagine, you know, if I had my own kids, I think that is the number one thing that I want them to pick up which is like you have to be curious you know whether it's like for success or just happiness or whatever like I feel like curiosity is it's like it's like a gift that keeps on giving if that makes sense. I, I, to, I, to, I totally agree yeah. <laughs> I consider myself a, a lifelong learner uh, and yeah well, I, I've stalled with some of the things that I'm interested in I, you know, I, I keep at it little by little uh, something's better than nothing right yeah and it's very, very motivational for me because I, I initially wanted to learn French um, and then I went to Europe for a little bit. So, you know, that that kind of made me like, OK, you know, there might be some use here. Um, and plus, I, I really enjoy French music and, and all that. So I feel like music is like a great way, a great like a motivator to learn a new language. Um, but, uh, yeah. Well, I often think um, if I can go back in time and give myself, or give my younger self one piece of advice, there's one piece of advice I would tell my younger self, learn a second language because you will meet more women if you learn a second language. <laughs> and I think you know, that's, the, that's the missing piece. It's, I had never had anything to really motivate me. But if I told myself that, and it makes a lot of sense, I probably would you know, be uh, you know, speaking several more languages at this point. That's funny. I mean, you're a very charismatic guy. Like, I'm sure, really? you get, I mean, not tons of women. <laughs> that might be a bit crazy, but like, you know, you have people interested in you. Like, oh, yeah, but it, it does help when you, when you, uh, when you speak like that person, you know, language, especially if it's their native language, whether it's French or Italian or, or something else, you connect to, some, uh, to somebody much better uh, when That's you share such that, a good that, point. that common interest. Yeah. yeah, for whatever reason, lang like being able to speak a common language switches a thing in our brain that's like, oh, this this person's like in my family almost, or kind of yeah, like yeah, kind of yeah. Do you ha have you been picking up other skills, or is language kind of like your main thing? Well, that, that's my that's my main thing. I have yeah. been um doing a lot more DIY stuff for my my car, for instance. Uh, I've never been much of a, a handy kind of person in that aspect, but I'm giving yeah. it a try. My, you know, my fear is that I, I mess things up. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't it's put all part of it. away. That makes something big. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I, I'm being a bit conservative uh, uh, on that end. But nowadays, it's like, just about anything you want to learn. There's a lot of good free, you know, sources out there. Uh, it's not like you have to do a lot of, you know, go to the library 
and dig through the card catalog, you know, back when I was when I was younger, if I happened <laughs> to be dating myself. Yeah. I I, I love that. I, I think I think my mom is kind of like the same way. Uh although I wish she was off her phone more. Um, she you know, she I don't know what what is it with, with them, but like they don't read stuff on computers anymore. Like they read it on WhatsApp. And it's just these yeah. like tiny little <laughs> articles that they get so obsessed with. Um, and they it's just like a fun little fact for them to, you know, have have conversations and and uh she and my dad always talks about it during breakfast, which which is great. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever works, you know, to each his own. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm pretty big on that. That's I cool. mean, there's just, yeah, we all have to, you know, reach out and get our sources of information, whatever way, uh, you know, we can. If, if that's if that's your thing, then, you know, it's be- again, better than nothing. I, I, I like a more eclectic kind of uh, resource gathering myself. Have you um had the opportunity to meet, like, actual friends from you know i mean online friends converted into <laughs> real life friends uh no not, not really it's um, hard. I, I, I really i've really tried yeah um and that, that's something that I, i've even mentioned uh recently to some of my the people i i have uh you know to some, some of my friends now i've never actually successfully made a friend completely through the internet there's that thing where I used to be very big into Dance Dance Revolution, the the, the video game, and I would I would meet I, I would maybe talk to some people over the internet on chat forums, and then meet them at the arcade by happenstance kind of thing. I, there was there was that, but that was like a more community thing. But have I met, ever met a complete stranger? No, not successfully. I, I've tried recently. I had this one one guy, um, at least six a guy. I don't know. He uh, he responded to my ad, and we went back and forth for weeks. Um, and he must have spent I don't know like a good 10, 12 hours like actually reading my messages and replying, you know, with long-winded messages. And I thought, okay, maybe this person's legit. And then I mentioned, let's meet someplace like, say, the Port Authority. And uh, he said, yeah, sure. And that day came, and I didn't leave to the Port Authority, but I, I emailed him just to see if he'd get back to me, and he didn't. That was red flag number one. And then I emailed him a second time, just very candidly, like, oh, would you like to, say, go to a bar after we meet up kind of thing? Didn't get back to me. That's red flag number two. And then I, so I never went. And I never heard from him again. So this person was trolling me, but I wonder what was their motivation. I didn't give them any information and that, or pictures or or anything. And like, uh, you know, they spent, must have spent hours going, writing writing these very personal kind of emails back and forth. I, I don't understand these kinds of people's motivation. Jeez, I'm sorry that happened to you. That that actually kind of well, it it did happen to me this morning. I was supposed to talk to another person well they, they didn't intentionally stood me up but uh, okay. they, they didn't give me a heads up that they couldn't access zoom and stuff and oh, I, right. I was kept waiting like a 16 year old girl on prom night like you know and <laughs> it's not a nice feeling like being being stood up like that um oh, I, I hear you it's only the second time i've actually ever used zoom so i went on early just to make sure i have like all my settings and everything i can still log in Thank you for, you know, taking the time and, and kind of making sure everything's good. Uh, me, I, I tend to value other people's time more than my own. And, and what I mean by that is that, you know, if I'm scheduled to be at work at, say, 6 p.m., then, like, I don't want to make my problems other people's problems by not showing up at 6 p.m. You know, same thing with, like, a lunch date or, or things like that, a doctor's appointment. Like, that's, that involves other people. If I, if I wake up late and I can't get what, done what I want to get done, that's my problem. But... If I show up late to an appointment and I delay the process for everybody else, that's 
makes you know, I think think that's very inconsiderate. So I, I I value like any kind of connection I have with other people, like to to, to make true on that connection more than like my own time. If that makes any sense. Yeah. No, I I really appreciate people like that, and I think we need more people like that. <laughs> who, uh, that's I, why, I would agree. Yeah. Like you. Okay. To be honest, I'm not in any position to complain because I used to be late for stuff like a bunch of times. <laughs> Um, but but I'm really trying to get better at that. And I realized that like, oh, shit, like time is actually, you know, like as you grow older, you're like, oh, like time is actually the one thing that you can never just never get back. Yeah, and, You know, absolutely. everyone says that, but like it doesn't really hit you until you, you know, OK, not to get a little bit morbid, but like until some people around you start passing away. And yeah. Just, oh, and, you know, you're you're a nurse, so you, you probably um, are exposed to that a lot. Yeah, but it's it's different when the people are around you. Uh, yes, I've yeah. had some patients where I've formed connections with that uh, really hit me hard, and that's just that's part of the job. Uh, and you, like everybody else, you have to go back to work at, at those moments. You can take a little bit of time, uh, but yeah, that that's part of the job. But um, you know, I'm a bit older <laughs> than, than than you, uh, and I've noticed more and more that people and names that um, I grew up with. Uh, that our peers of mine are, um, are are passing away, you know, more and more every, every year. You know, I can look back at last year, well, especially with, with the pandemic, this group of people within my say, Facebook friends page, unfortunately, passed away. And that just happened, that number just kind of gets, you know, larger and larger over time, unfortunately. And it's, it's going to happen to you as well, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, I, I really don't wish this upon, I feel like being 26, you should not be facing things like that especially when you're like this young but unfortunately one of my friends did pass away like you know during yeah. college and um it was very sudden and i don't know it just hits you it's just like oh like why why are we all concerned about money guys like time is the one thing that we literally cannot get back uh, not to say you should splurge but but mm -hmm. um I, I personally try to be more generous with my time, but also at the same time, not waste people's time. Anyway, I'm rambling. I, I totally agree. And you know what? It really hits you when you go down your, your contacts on your phone and you see that one name of that person that you oh. mentioned, you know, like passed away. It's like, oh man, this person's on my favorites list. I, I gotta, you know, what do I do with this contact now? Do I leave it there? It's a little bit of nostalgia kind of thing yeah. or should I be practical about it? Yeah, that's, that's, to me, that's another time when it really hits you because that could be your know, weeks or months after you know the actual event happened, and that just brings you back. Yeah. I also I don't know if you ever answered my question on what makes a great week for you. I'm oh, really okay. curious. Just to take a turn for the more positive, optimistic side. <laughs> All right. Well, every my my job as a, a volunteer at the at the shelter is basically to socialize uh, with uh, the animals to get them more ready for adoption. So I go there. I spend hours just kind of cuddling and playing with people, the animals. And when I leave, I have a, you know, always have a huge smile on my face. Uh, it's just one of those moments. Uh, the fact that I've had time off and I had to spend, I, I've had the opportunity to spend it with uh, friends and family a lot over the last couple of days. The, uh, the local fair is in town, you know, over here uh, on the New Jersey side of, uh, side of things at the Meadowlands, uh, MetLife Stadium. Uh, so there's that. Uh, I've got the experience. I go every year, uh, especially with the kids, sometimes multiple times. I've been able to connect with people who normally are a little difficult to connect with, you know, with our schedules lining up kind of thing. Well, now that I have some time off, our schedules are <laughs> more easily uh, lined up. I played, um, you know, one thing I really enjoy doing is playing escape room games. And I've, you know, I've gotten a good chance to do many of them 
over the last couple of days. So yeah, I've, I've had a good week overall. Oh my God, Tim, can we go to an escape room? Because I've always wanted to, and we're not like super far from each other. Like I'm in the city. How how far are you from? You're, you're oh, pretty I close. Can, oh yeah, I, I can like walk one block and get a bus into Manhattan and anytime I want. That's, that's one of the nice things about my area. Very good mass transit. At least, you know, American standard mass transit. You know, yeah. our mass transit <laughs> stinks compared to the rest of the world. I'm sure you're aware of that. It's but, yeah, nothing can, to be proud of, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I can easily get into Manhattan. There's a lot of escape rooms in Manhattan. Unfortunately, that's an industry that got hit hard by the pandemic. Most of them are very small businesses. Most of the best ones have either um, closed down or just kind of changed the way they operate, unfortunately. But yeah, sure. Absolutely. Always looking to play uh, uh, play these games. And that's one of the reasons I, I reached out. Um, my Some of my closer friends who I played a lot of these games with, uh, you know, just kind of moving on with their lives. One person, um, he's been my best friend more or less for the last couple of years. He just went to med school. I may not see him again for another 15 years kind of oh, thing. Oh, no. We, 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 yeah, we've done a lot of these, these games together. So, yeah, I'd definitely uh, be interested in something like that. That would be really cool because I think uh, doing doing escape rooms have, have always been on my bucket list, but people around me are just, like, not really into it, which I get. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I, I like to problem solve and like be creative and stuff. I'll, I've never tried it before, by the way. So, you know, next time we, if we do go be easy on, like, don't get mad. Cause I know <laughs> escape rooms, it, it, much like Monopoly have the, uh, you know, g- gives the opportunity to, to have fights <laughs> in friendships. Well, and- uh, some places, you know, even going back to the, you know, pre-pandemic, because things, that things really changed in the, the pandemic. Uh, some places were private, exclusive games where you sign up for a game and that's you and your group. Nobody else can join. And other places are open. Like, you no, know, anybody can join your games. You know, if that's a good or, or bad thing. I have played, you know, many times with just me and a group of strangers or multiple groups of strangers. Uh, I, and recently, I, I accidentally played a game by myself. Uh, <laughs> I've done that a couple of times in the past. And I won the game, by the way. The, the, uh, the game uh, moderator uh, gave me a little bit, of, like an extra minute or so. That was so close to the end anyway. Uh, oh, and sometimes it works out like most of the time it works out the people i'm with uh, are glad that i'm there you know we can you know play the game you know it's good to have an experienced person with you kind of thing uh, other times not so much there was uh, one game in a place that no, no longer around anymore in long island city I, I signed up i had seven other people signed up for it and i go there it turns out it was a group of like 15 year old girls at like a birthday party thing and the parents didn't want me <laughs> you know going in with them and I agreed. I said, you know, they don't want me there. It's not going to be fun. So the place is nice and they refunded my money. Um, That's then, so weird. Yeah, and the, yeah. I mean, but you signed up to kind of like an anonymous posting, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, uh, this place allowed, you know, even a single person to sign up for, for a game. As long as there was enough people to play the game. And I signed up for two games that day. So I still played the other game with, again, groups of strangers. But that particular game, I agreed. I mean, it would be awkward. And especially if they didn't want me there. Um, there was one other time, it was me and, again, a group of two strangers, but they were youngish, maybe 18, and they saw that I was just kind of moving from one thing to another, and they I, I just asked me to hold back because I was kind of solving all the puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving them a chance. Team, you got to give that. people a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I agree. Okay, okay, I'll sit back, and if you ask my, you know, my opinion, what I'm thinking, I'll tell you this kind of thing. Yeah. Are, it usually you, works out. Are you a very competitive person? Overall, actually, no. Uh, okay. I'm very happy just to be involved in the game. Like, Aww, you know, you're so wholesome. You know, 
Yeah, so we sit down to play a game of chess together or, you know, uh, I was in a softball league for some time. I'm happy to be on the field just playing. I, I take a lot of joy, joy in that. In, in, uh, at least in the um, environment that I uh, grew up in as a competitive chess player, uh, just being around, you know, in that community of good sportsmanship, it, it, it was very big in, in the community that I, uh, I learned in, when, especially when I was younger. Learned a lot of values of good sportsmanship and the value of, you know, community kind of thing. And if you're constantly, you know, insulting other people, <laughs> that's not going to make, you know, for good friendships down the road kind of thing. Yeah, I you just reminded me, I, I know there were some people, you know, kind of when you I don't know if you're on the um, social skills Reddit or some of some of the other like subreddits that let you meet other people. Um, a lot of them would complain like, you know, why are people not interested in being my friend and like, you know, that kind of thing. And then sometimes I'm just like, well, did you like try being just like a genuine, nice person? person and treat the other person with respect and, and stuff like that kind of like basic i mean to me it's basic um human values and then and then they just be like oh i like i never really tried that i, I always <laughs> kind of play hard to get or like you know all, all that kind of thing uh, yeah and i guess it applies to dating as well um well there's, there's that thing you know with someone's driving down the road and, and you know, other drivers are getting angry at them and it's like, everywhere I go, the other cars always honk at me. Well, maybe you're doing something, you know, to kind of encourage that. Maybe it's not everybody <laughs> else. And I think all of us are, are a bit bad at that, realizing that, yeah, maybe we're the problem as opposed to the entire environment around us. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of me. Like, I feel like, um, you know, you're a very nice person and you tend to reflect back the energy that, the person's giving back so I, right, I can totally see myself kind of going through an outburst if someone's being just a <laughs> dick like <laughs> well I, I all the time trying to teach my, my son tolerance like they like you can't have the world operate the way you want it to operate you just have, have to put up with things but uh, sometimes it, it is the appropriate thing to speak out and maybe you're speaking out for the entire group you know if that one person is is holding everybody up, you know, on the plane because they don't want to put on a mask. Maybe it takes one person, hey, just you know, sit down and shut up, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Are Are you a really strict parent? I feel like you're actually very calm <laughs> and composed, and just encouraging your kids to explore whatever they want to do, uh, without forcing them. Um. I I like to think that yes. Um. Uh, for For the summer, I challenged my son over the summer month to do two of four challenges I offered him. I forget the exact challenges, but one was to learn another language, which is already bilingual, um, to learn an, either an instrument or to learn how to sing. And there were two other challenges I gave him that I just kind of came up with. Um, uh, but I forget exactly what they, what they were. I said, it's his choice. I, I challenged him to do, the, do those things. And he signed up for a French class, so that, you know, that, that counts as something. And we have several instruments in the house. I would like for him to pick one of them up. I put one of them for him. I think. But <laughs> the summer just started. So the kid has plenty of time. So yeah. I'll give him his, his recreational time. He deserves that. That's really cool. I, I love that you you have a lot of musical instruments in your, in your place. Is that like a big theme in your family? Like you guys like to just sing and, you know, dance and <laughs> enjoy some music? Um, a little bit. Not, not really. Um. I, I have an instrument I bought for my son. I have a couple old instruments that I used to play. 
recently I bought a, a keyboard for, for my daughter who seems to be interested in that kind of stuff. So uh, that's why I said I have a couple of them just lying around the house. Nevertheless, if you wanted to like learn a guitar, I can, you know, I'll get you a guitar and a book or <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, you know, but his choice, I wanted it to be, to be, uh, to be his choice. And maybe he'll just choose to learn to do something else. Or maybe he'll just ignore me altogether. We'll see how yeah, that goes. I mean, you know, they, I think it's really good to give them the option and just be like, hey, you know, it's there if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. I, when also, I was I'm, younger. I'm, I'm challenging you. You know, it's not yeah. just for something. I, I want you to you know, make be a better version of you kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's that's really good parenting. I'm, I'm going to put that in my mental checklist if I become a mom. <laughs> well, you should. you. When I was uh, long before I even thought about having kids, um, I had you know some things in my head uh, of what I would want to do if I was ever a parent. So, for instance, I collected names in my head, it's like, oh, I, I really like this name. Maybe I would name my kid that, that 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 name, for instance. And I had this bank of about four or five names in my head that I just really liked for either a boy or a girl. Um, my my wife and I just couldn't really come to <laughs> too much of a, an agreement on that. I um. My, my son, I did choose, I did end up choosing his name. It was kind of like, I, I really, really like this name. And my wife kind of accepted that. Uh, she found it acceptable. And for a girl, it was, the, it was the opposite. She really, really loved a certain name. And I found that acceptable. And that's kind of how we agreed <laughs> on, uh, on the names that we ended up on. Oh, I like that. I mean, that's how a marriage works. Like you have to just <laughs> fill each other's gaps and compromise a little bit. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, have you ever stumbled upon like just a name that you a name like you found fascinating for whatever reason? I don't know why I like these particular names, but there were a couple that I really liked. Yeah, I'm. That's a really good question. I've always been really drawn to names that start with a J. Okay. And it's so funny because I I would always say that, and then but then most of my friends, you know, their their names didn't start with a J, and then now almost everybody I hang out with. All their names started with a J. <laughs> yeah, I dated a girl. Everybody in her family, their names started with with a J. It was That's four of them. I think it was um, Jeanette, uh, <laughs> Joanna, and Jennifer. Jennifer, I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every girl, like the mother and, and all the daughters, then all their names started with a J. Yeah. And yeah, again, two weeks is old. That's the way you want to you know, line up your, your, your names. You know, whatever, whatever works for you. I mean, my mom called me Glad- Gladys for very random reasons. I kind of <laughs> wish there was more of a meaning to it. But uh, no, she just decided to name after one of her random co-workers that she wasn't even close to. Uh, but she just liked the name. Um, but she, she definitely put a lot more thought in my Chinese name you know, in terms of like the, the characters and what they mean and all that, which was really, really cool. And I, I think I, I want to do that for my kids next time. Oh, yeah. Pass down, you know, the uh, tradition. I think there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. Do, do your kids' names have any meaning or it was just something that you you were intuitively drawn to? <laughs> well, well, I'll give you my, my, my son's name uh, for instance. I always liked the name Xavier. For whatever reason it starts with an x you just a unique it's cool kind of thing. Yeah, yeah and and that's what we ended up going with and then there was the whole issue of the middle name which again my my wife and i didn't agree on um and it just popped in my head why not the the name charles and it has a, a very vague reference to the comic book character charles xavier his name would otherwise be xavier charles though i thought that'd be pretty that'd be pretty cool and that, that's what we ended up going with so did it have a direct meaning not exactly but you, you did have that connection there which uh, 
if there is anybody to have uh, a connection with, that's a pretty good character to have a, a connection with, I guess. That's cool. And by the way, that's X Men, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, cool. that's the X Men. Yep. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not like a giant fan of the. I don't even know what universe. Like Marvel or Avengers or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that is that, that is a Mar- Marvel okay. universe. Yes. Yeah. I, I always enjoyed the X Men comic books when I was younger, mostly because it um DC was more of a, a a fantasy world. They didn't those characters lived in a place that didn't exist. You know, um, Superman and Metropolis. But the Marvel characters lived in, you know, basically our society. They lived in New York City and and Tokyo and and all and Canada and all those other places. And so what, what and that reflected a lot of what was going on. Uh, mm-hmm. So with the X Men, their thing was they they were different. Some some of them, they have special powers, abilities. That's why they they have, you know, they're called uh, mutants. And are they accepted by society? No, not really. They're struggling just to be just to be accepted. And of course, there's the the radical side of mutants who want to just dominate mankind and there's the more x-men side of uh the um endeavor that is trying to live side by side with them i found that very fascinating because anybody who's just kind of different or radical in, in any way they tend to be uh you know how society views them it, it's very interesting and then that's always really at least for that for that kind of um for that particular comic i love that i i feel like as kids you know when we were kids um the shows that we're exposed to and like stuff that we would watch all the time, they kind of shape us and give us courage and strength to, to like be a kid. I feel like it's kind of hard, you know, especially in the U S Singapore is actually pretty good, but like in the U S kids are just like so mean and you know, you need like movies and books and stuff to encourage you to like, keep going. I guess I don't know what it's like to be a kid anywhere else. So I don't really have much, <laughs> yeah. much of a reference point. But uh, but but you know, like when when you were a kid, did, did you look up to these X Men people or just really anybody, any characters that uh, you you loved? Well, I I would put myself in, in their places, the kind of yeah. which is which is part of the narrative. That's why you read books, kind of thing, to uh, to almost like to empathize. Like, you know, what would I do in this kind of uh, situation? I really look up to any of them? No, not really. I mean, just, just like any other compelling character, they have, they all have their flaws. Uh, they all have their, you know, uh, their history, which may not line up to your uh, ideal kind of history, you know, optimally kind of thing. Did, did I look up to real people? Yes, but I also looked up to them in very um, practical ways. You know, we look, we, in the science community, you know, they named uh, one of the great scientific instruments of all time, the Hubble Telescope, after the scientist named Hubble, who accomplished you know, some great things, but he also personally, uh, he, he's a, a heavy anti-Semite for it. Uh, so, but we don't, in the, scientific, they, in the scientific community, they don't really care about that part. They, part, they look at his accomplishments in, uh, in, in the scientific community. And, and that's the way I viewed a lot of the people uh, I, I looked up to as well. Yeah, I, I tend to, because I feel like everyone has their own flaws and stuff. Um, and so the way I approached it is like, I really believe everyone has something to offer and kind of to learn from but you know you you can't really take all of them because there are some parts that you're like i wish you didn't do this but at the same <laughs> time yep, you're yep. like yes you're an anti-semite but damn you invented like this really cool thing yeah and i guess you know you always have to put things in their place you know maybe if, if that uh it's actually the environment that they grew up in you know it's, it's hard yeah. to escape that for a lot especially if that's the world that you grew up in if that 
if the entire world was like that or had that mentality, you, uh, again, it's hard to escape from that. Uh, I think we should be more forgiving about um, revisiting people in, uh, from the past uh, in today's kind of landscape. Uh, I think we're pretty bad at that. I think we're canceling everybody nowadays because of one thing <laughs> or another. Yeah. And uh, the scientific community was never like that. It's just like, yeah, well, in science, you were good. Uh, your personal life, you don't really care uh, about that other stuff. Yeah. Well, now I'm curious, you know, are there parts of you that is often misunderstood? Oh, oh, oh definitely. Uh, uh, absolutely. Um, I, I kind of consider myself to be um, an acquired taste, <laughs> so, <laughs> so to speak. People, you know, who really, who really know me, um, they understand me better. People that I, I, I work with, you know, slowly that they, they understand my, my little first. I'm a very hard worker and I, I always put like the group uh, ahead. And what, if I have an extra minute, I'm very happy to like you know, to stock the shelves or to set up for the next shift kind of thing. But uh, for instance, um, when I write a, a report for uh, a very unofficial report that just gets thrown out at the end of the day, um, when I write somebody's name on it, I, I play with that person's name. You know, for, for my my name, I write like Sir Michael one, one day, for instance. Um, I might have a worker who, um, whose name is Kathy. I write Kathy the Great, you know, on, on top of the page kind of thing. That's just kind of me expressing myself in a very, um, you know, very playful kind of manner. I try to be very uh, specific about how I do it. I don't want to like insult anybody. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they want to like well, play with their name if, they, if they're not just that kind of person. Um, yeah. Um, and I do oftentimes think that I'm misunderstood. Uh, I, I can tell by, um, addressing a certain topic, for instance, I'll address the way something was said, and if people will automatically associate, or oh, I agree with that person's point of view or disagree, They're like, no, I wasn't saying that. I was just saying, like, look at the way they said it. Like, they could have phrased them better. They were not specific. I didn't know what they meant, kind of thing. Uh, and I feel like I misunderstood kind of all the time. I recently um, took the Mensa test about a year ago. That's so well, maybe I can find like some community in that. And I passed the test, but I haven't actually gone to any meetings or, um, or, or really done anything within the group. I just kind of passed the test. I'm not sure if I'm even going to renew my membership, to be honest. Wait, sorry, what, what's a Mensa test? It's uh, just a group of really intelligent people. You have to take an IQ test in order to get in. And you have to score within the top uh, 10%, I think, of the population to get into this group. Uh, and that's it. That's really the only requirement. You got to take their test or you take uh, a different standardized test that's up to their degree and then if you again you score within a 90 percentile of the population and intelligence then they will allow you um to join join the group and i thought that you know maybe that was my thing maybe just uh maybe i could like associate connect with those kinds of people a little bit more i just i never really followed through with it but i did pass the test though they didn't tell me my score but it, in order to get in you had to be at least 90 90 percentile wow oh my god so it's like an iq club kind of yeah, yeah, it is. Their motto is, we get your jokes. Uh, and so a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times I say a joke and other people don't, don't quite get it. So I, I, I kind of understand that. Yeah. Wait, what, now, what, what is in the test? Is it like math, science type of stuff? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's some math and it's supposed to be all done in your head. They don't allow scratch paper or calculators or anything. So there is some, and it's not direct math. It's like they'll give you, um, the solution kind of thing, and you have to figure out among the, the multiple choices which best fits the solution, but you have to do math in order, in order to get there. And there's a lot of logic puzzles and um, kind of, um, I don't know how to describe it, like um, spatial kind of uh, puzzles, like, you know, which, um, if, 
if I had, the, there was an object with 12 sides and one of them was indented, what, what would you call that? What would it look like kind of thing? There are questions like that on it. I, I did like one practice test. It was of no use because the practice <laughs> test wasn't anything like the questions I got. And you're timed on it too. So it, it, it's a really strict time. So you really have to be through the test. If you're stuck on any one thing, you have to kind of forget that question and just move on. You don't have much time to actually solve it. And that's all part of, um, you ever taken any IQ test? They're all like that. You have to do it within a certain time. And and the fact, as soon as you you um, finish the test, that's part of your score. Oh my God! Why would you do such a thing to yourself? That sounds <laughs> I like um. Myself. Yeah, I mean, no, no, that's great. That was a compliment. But I mean, okay. I I always try to put myself in, in your shoes, and I, I'm like. The last time I had to do something like this, remotely similar, is the um, math Olympiad or math Olympics. Oh, I, I know about that. Yeah, I did so bad. <laughs> I I was probably <laughs> playing with my pencil at halftime because I was just like, "This is stupid." I like, I can't yeah. solve anything. <laughs> and uh, uh, but for me, I, I did similar things. Uh, yeah. For me, again, it was about going through the process, challenging yeah. myself. And sometimes you are great at something you just didn't perform very well that particular day. There's always that that kind of thing going on as well. Yeah, I think it's just studies was just never, never my thing. <laughs> well, I always enjoyed studying things that I was interested. In. I hated being, having topics or things forced upon me. That's why my grades fluctuated a lot in school. I got a lot of A's and a lot of D's because I. If I wasn't interested in, you know, why, why do I have to do an hour of homework if I already know how to do the actual, you know, math problems kind of thing? I see. Wow. You would have been so popular in Singapore. <laughs> like, <Really? laughs> people love people like that. Like, uh, yeah, just just very smart. You know, all the teachers are would be drooling. Um, I have been to Singapore a couple of times, mostly because it was on the way to Indonesia when I went to uh Mm. Indonesia as a child. I don't remember much about it. I didn't spend a lot of time. Just an overnight stay. So the my plane ended like landed on a, like six p.m. and then my next plane didn't leave till, like nine a.m. the next day, kind of thing. But we did drive around. We got to see it was very clean. I, I remember that it was very clean area. No um, graffiti. No uh, no, no gum. No litter. No, no, yeah, no, <laughs> nothing like that. Yeah. Uh, and and it's an overall very beautiful city. Like it, um, the streets were nice and wide, and seemed like very organized uh, as well. And everybody, a few people I interacted with, very very nice. Everyone had a huge smile on their face. Uh, everyone was very welcoming. So uh, as uh, although I've been there, that's that's all I can really remember as a child, at least. Yeah, you know, I I always remember Singapore for the food. To be honest, like <laughs> it's. It's what we're known for. And speaking of things that are, you know, usually misunderstood. Um, when I first came to the U.S., I got some really weird questions about how when they go there to visit, they're like, why am I not seeing cops every 30 meters? Like, I was like, <laughs> who do you think we are? <laughs> I'm so confused. Well, well I grew up in, in a time there was that famous case. I don't remember the kid's name. He went to Singapore, American. And just put graffiti everywhere. He, that was his sole purpose. And they called him. And there was a big diplomatic, you know, crisis. of so, you know, oh, they wanted to, to whip him or flog him or whatever. Yeah. Punishment, you know, however you want to call it. Freaking, and uh, that's how, that's how, yeah, throw rocks at yeah, him. Lynch him. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure. If it, I think it was something about whipping him. And, and like, that's just not our culture here. And our, I remember Bill Clinton, the president at the time, supposedly was on the phone with whoever the prime minister, whatever you have in Singapore, was trying yeah. to work something out. 
didn't really work out too well. I think they lowered the punishment, but you still got that same punishment in the end. And that was a, that was also a big joke thing in all the media. Uh, Weird Al uh, made a, a song featuring uh, mentioning uh, that that kid as well. Again, not by name, mentioning that whole situation. Yeah, I did not know that. That's really cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna go yeah, listen so, to it. So you talk to people my age, and they think it's Singapore. That's one of the first things that they're probably gonna <laughs> think of. Just like Best impression. Of my age. Yeah, is uh something Australian. They'll think of uh, you know Crocodile Dundee. It's just like pop culture kind of thing. Right. God. It's yeah. It's, it's just funny. I I'm sure. America has its own misconceptions, like oh, you know, every country. Yeah. Well, huh. I, I always feel that stereotypes, most of them, not all of them, most of them have a, a little hint of truth to them. And that's they do. Why, yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I think most of them. I mean, I grew up around kids who told a lot of, you know, dumb Polish people jokes. And, and, that's, and that all was stemmed from German propaganda from World War II. There was never any truth behind it. It was just, just that all came from propaganda, but it became pop culture. Yeah, it's it's funny how culture is being created and, and kind of built on. Anyway, Tim, thank you so much <laughs> for coming on. You, I love talking to you. Like, th- this was so fun. Well, like, likewise, I, I enjoyed myself as well. Yeah, I, I really hope that, you know, you're the you're one of the few people I actually previously also met um, and an actual guest in real life um and hopefully you know you we would be able to meet and may go like have fun in an escape room or something i think that we really That's, you know I, i'm gonna hold you to that so yeah be, be careful let's yeah, do it we'll go to an arcade right. have some fun i've actually oh, never you, done this yeah oh no yeah that's true um yeah, they're hard to find now. they're around but they're hard to find nowadays yeah. all right so yeah definitely you keep in touch maybe uh, we can make it work yeah, of course. I mean, you have my email. We can always talk there. And uh, yeah, All thank right. you, Tim. Uh, again, I appreciate this opportunity. I had a great time as well. Thank yeah. you very much. Me too. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> All right, bye. Before you go, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please take 15, 20 seconds to leave a nice rating and review. It will really, really help the show. Also, Come say hi and let me know what you thought about it on Knuckleball Podcast on Instagram. I really love to get to know you as well. And maybe, maybe we can be friends. Who knows? (laughs) All right. Have a good day. Bye-bye.